So it, it's it's from if I'm talking to someone that's new, I'm telling them your entire goal, your mindset has to be be better than you were yesterday. Absolutely. And the only way you can do that is by setting foot in the door. Mm-hmm. And if you do the exact if you do half the workout that maybe is prescribed, that's still half the workout more than you would have done if you would have slept in this morning or if you would have skipped it because it was a little warm outside. I am an everyday athlete. I am an everyday Good morning, everybody. This is Jarrett Baston with Mark McCain, and you're listening to Everyday Athlete, your podcast devoted to bringing you the amazing stories behind the lives of day-to-day CrossFit athletes like yourself. Uh, today, we have Mike Whalen. Um, how long have you been with us? It hasn't been that long. I started in November of 2016. Um, I didn't really start. Okay, it's longer than I thought. Yeah, All right. I didn't really start taking it seriously, I would say, until the first of the year, though. The November and December with the holidays and with still the unknown of CrossFit, Mm -hmm. I wouldn't say that I really bought in and really started making a priority until I'd say January. Very cool. Um, What, uh, where are you you from? Northern Kentucky? I grew up in Norwood, which is a little bit north of Cincinnati, maybe 25 minutes. This uh, is why I love this. I had no idea. Yeah. Yeah. Like I, I, well, I'm from the west side of Cincinnati too. Where, yeah. whereabouts in Norwood? Um, I grew up on a street called uh, Ralston and then Marsh with my grandma, which is um, Ralston is, do uh, you know where the big movie theater used to be off of Reading Road? Uh huh. Um, and they closed it down. Now it's a big parking lot. It was a church. It's right by there. Um, and then Marsh was on the other side. It was fairly close to what is now Rookwood. Oh, very. Not cool. too far from there. Rookwood's that whole area is. Unbelievably it's blown up. Now. It was nothing when I was growing yeah, up. It was what, all what beach was groves. It? <laughs> it was nothing. <laughs> it, was, yeah. it was nothing. It was houses, actually. Yeah, um, houses. A friend of mine that I went to high school with, um, they were a part of the group that were forced to give up their home for eminent domain. Yeah, there were some people that really, you know, kind of took a foothold there for a while. Uh, there was yeah. one, one house. Because I used to work in Rookwood Commons at a uh, at Ritz Camera, and. Uh, there was one house in the newer part that they have now built. It was just holding on. He held on for like mm. one point three million. Yeah. yeah, good for him. I mean, yeah, they were getting two, three, four hundred percent of what the house was worth, wow. and there's some crazy numbers. But it was, it was a big deal because technically that is still considered Norwood, but they will they'll claim it as High Park, or right. they'll, or they'll mm. claim it as its own Rookwood right. kind of area. But technically, it's still considered Norwood, but they don't want that name because it. And Montgomery Road is kind of the, the dividing line. If you're on one side of Montgomery Road, it's considered you know, the bad part of town. The other side is the better part of town. Right. Um, it just depends on perception. That's uh, funny. Yeah. yeah, I'm an outsider. I'm not from Cincinnati. <laughs> so when I originally moved here, it was referred to as Norhood. <laughs> and uh, all right. Yeah. Again, I don't I don't know the demographics and stuff like that. But this is like, oh, OK. I mean, it, you know, whatever comes to mind, whenever you picture that. Yeah, you're not far off. But yeah, f- fair enough. Yeah. I used to go to the. That's where I met Jared Baston. That's right. That's at right. Urban Hyde, Active. Urban Active Hyde Park. Yeah. Boom. I used to work out there. Are you serious? Yeah. yeah. Man, it's there. all full circle. Yeah. Yep. Played racquetball a lot there. Uh, Mark and Eric doing squats, like like really heavy squats. And I'm like, wow, it's really impressive. And Mark and Eric looking at me like, what is this guy doing? <laughs> what's he the, what's looks that, what's a jump rope boy doing over so there? So dupe, so stupid. <laughs> he was, was really good at double under. There was one guy, there was one guy that had he had brought like a rope and hung it from the second oh, yeah. floor after and like just 
it was like maybe 10 feet. Yeah. <laughs> just like climb the rope, climb the mountain. Anyways, um, that's cool. well, how long have you been in Northern Kentucky then? Um, I moved to Northern Kentucky, I guess, maybe six years ago. Um, I got an apartment right off of Mainstross. I was ready to live the bachelor life oh, and then man. met my wife two weeks later. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I could walk, I could crawl backwards from Mainstross, which was a big advantage at the time. Yeah. Yeah. Um, my wife actually owned a house just down the street, maybe a mile in downtown Covington. And um, yeah, so I didn't really get to enjoy the bachelor life, but the apartment was, it was nice to have when we were dating. That's so awesome. Convenience that. is awesome. Convenience was awesome. So where, um, where in Mainstross were you? Um, so if you, on um, West 8th, uh -huh. So if you're going, um, I guess it would be south on uh -huh. um, Main um, on Main Street. There's a little on one of the side streets is West Eighth. It's um, what's the is it? It's not Molly Malone's, but it's the it's the Irish bar. Uh -huh. It's the street right after that. If okay. You hang a right. Yeah, right yeah, yeah, yeah. I lived on Ninth Street for a little while. <laughs> See, yeah, We're right next to each other. That's funny. When did you live there? I guess uh, 2012 ish. Man, we Somewhere might have there. lived really close yeah. to each other. <laughs> That's so funny. Um, and then, so where do you, where are you at now? Um, I live, um, in it's, it's Taylor mill area. It's still, it's considered South Covington. Mm -hmm. If it's up off of Hans Pike, um, it's Taylor mill school district. Um, yeah, yeah. it's, it's all, it's everything Taylor mill, but we're still technically that little leaflet of Covington. Yeah. It's like, so Covington's an odd shape cause it goes back super yeah. far. You don't, you don't, really well, and, and you go, it. you have to go through Fort Mitchell or Fort Wright area, depending on what way you're coming from right. to get to Covington. To get to Covington. So it's just, yeah. what is your exact address and what are the hours <laughs> that you are not, you're, you're not at home and what's your security code? <laughs> I'll give the hours out the next time I have a cookout. So how did you how did you kind of find your way here? I guess you know I think everybody's got uh, a point where they step through the door and said, "This is what I want to do." Right. Um, so I, every I, you're right. Everyone's got a story. For me, um, I, I missed the the community, the group aspect of athletics. I was always on teams when I grew when I was growing up, and I missed that. I actually went to two other gyms in the area looking for help, looking for the right fit, and I couldn't find it. Mm -hmm. uh, it just wasn't the right vibe. And I honestly, I'd given up on CrossFit. I was like, ah, oh, this is, isn't for me. Um, and I, start, I was like, I'll just go back. I'll start do. I'll do the Globo Gym thing again. I'll, I'll do three sets of five. I'll make it work. And it just, I would just talk myself out of it. Oh, I don't need to go today. Oh, my back's a little sore. Oh, I'm a little tired today. And I, and I didn't have anybody pushing me. I have anybody holding me accountable. And I was like, you know, I'm gonna try one more time. I'm gonna look around, see what I can find. And what ultimately brought me in the door was um, the, just the, the different options that Triumph has, whether it be Barbell Club or, and also it was, it was the, the Spartan training um, that Chris, I talked to Chris about when I first started, and we haven't, we haven't done it since I've been here, but just that kind of mentality, that kind of attitude is what I was looking for. And from the moment I stepped in and meeting Mark, meeting you, Jared, um, you know, meeting you know, Chris and Derek, I, did, I felt comfortable, I felt safe. And I didn't necessarily feel that way at the other gyms. And then as soon as I met the people, um, I was like, yes, this is a place I can be successful. Yeah. And I, I wanted a place that um, positivity was, um, was the norm and, and not the something that happens every now and then. Right. Yeah. And then it just so happens that do we get that positivity and the workouts are tough and the workouts are, are things that you're always going to be, you're constantly varied. You're, you're, you're going to be sore, but you're going to be working something else the next day. And, and that's what I needed. And I needed the people around me 
uh, the friends, the community, the family to push me. And I just needed to find that. And that's ultimately what I found here. Great. Yeah, I remember uh, talking to you um, initially whenever you submitted um, your information online. And I mean, I feel like we talked for like a half an hour, man. Yeah. I mean, we went in on it. And uh, initially, yeah, man, it was awesome because you were fired up and you shared some of your background playing sports and stuff like that. And I feel like we kind of connected on that level because I was like, man, yeah, I played football too and different sports. And when I got out of college, like I was looking for, you know, kind of we're around the same age, um, so on and so forth. But I feel like anyone that's listening, like if you're, you know, a former athlete or, or not, or you just like being around positive people, just like you said, um, and, and kind of having, it's not even, I don't know, I wouldn't describe it as like a locker room vibe mm -hmm. per se, but it's just positive people around each other. But Mike was someone that called and was passionate and uh, did share interest in some different programs, but uh, ultimately obviously landed with CrossFit, but uh, was someone that had a lot of goals initially. Like, you know, that's usually something we have to like squeeze out like a, you know, like blood out of a turnip or whatever, <laughs> you know, it's, it's, it's a hard process, but whenever someone, you know, calls and they already have their goals, they already have a vision for what they want their fitness to look like, that makes our job a heck of a lot easier. So it was, uh, I was pleasantly uh, surprised and, and, and uh, I, I was happy that you ended up coming in. Yeah, for sure. I think one thing that I think everybody noticed was day one when you, you know, when you came in, it's almost like you've been here for six months already. You know, like you, you kind of just picked up, right? Like kind of got the vibe of the class kind of, and you've, you know, gravitated towards that 6.30 a.m. slot. Mm -hmm. um, kind of got the vibe of the class and, and jumped right in. And I think that's just a, a kind of part of your personality but it just makes what makes our community so great is you get people like that that are like-minded that can all get along and enjoy themselves and it, it just adds to what we can offer and you're definitely not the first person that we've heard that um, has come through the door and said well this is my last stop and that's not like you know just a, a towel or you know a pat herself on the back I'm sure there's other people that have come to us and said it's not for me but you know I think you have to find a place that you're going to be comfortable with, you know? Um, and again, for some people that place is not going to be here for them, but for others it will be, you know, it's, and that's really important to find a spot that you can feel comfortable in. Absolutely. Especially with the, the, the stigma with CrossFit and, you know, with, with whether it's injuries or whether it's, you know, the, the attitude, every box, every gym is different. Mm -hmm. And if you do your diligence, do your research and meet the people and, one box or one gym isn't going to be right for one person and it may be the best option for another mm -hmm. and i think and and just have to have a, a positive attitude and realize that sometimes it's just not going to work out but then other times it's going to be the best possible situation for you absolutely absolutely and i think too you have to be i i, I think i've said it quite a bit I, I use it from time to time but you know i think what we do in crossfit and, li and lifting it's for everyone but you have to mentally be prepared for it. Mm -hmm. Like you can't, you can't bring someone here that isn't ready and doesn't want to do it and force them to do it. They have to want to step into the door and be ready mentally that I want this style of training. I want this, this fitness lifestyle uh, to fit my life. You know, um, I guess the, cause you, you know, we will be coming up on a year then in, in November. So we're not that far off. You know, it's like, Oh, it's 2017. Yeah. Oh, we're, we're over halfway yeah. through 2017 already. <laughs> Um, what what has your outlook been from the day you walked in till now? Has it changed? Absolutely. Um, when, I, when I came in, I w and when Mark and I talked, I, I talked a lot about my limitations. 
um, with and with my weight. You know, I was when I started, I was 288, and it's probably the heaviest I'd ever been. I was miserable. My clothes weren't fitting, and I, and I always talked about the great athlete I used to be, mm-hmm. and that's what I wanted to get away from. I wanted. Am I ever going to be as good an athlete as maybe I was? We're going to find out because I'm going to keep fighting. and I'm going to keep trying to get to that point or even surpass it. I love that. But um, yeah, so just the idea. I mean, and just a couple of weeks ago, um, getting my first pull up. And oh, yeah. it, it was something where I literally had a conversation with one of my friends and he's like, oh, how's CrossFit going? I was like, man, it's great. I'm loving it. He's like, well, you know, what's, you know, what's your sticking point? What's going on now? I was like, well, you know, I'd like to do a pull up, but you know, I'm probably 20 pounds away from doing that. I've lost some weight. I'm feeling strong. Mm-hmm. Um, but all it took was a good long warm up, some work on kipping. And next thing I know, I, I just barely got my chin over the bar. Yeah. Mm-hmm. My back was turning and I hear him scream. I was like, <laughs> you let me know. And then, then, he did, then he did a second one for video. Yeah. Um, nice. But I think it's just the the idea that that um, yes, there's most of the time I'm scaling and most of the time I'm making adjustments. Um, but the the fact that you know, I notice it that there are days where I can do more than I ever thought I could, and it, I think it's the attitude and the mindset that's that's carried over into my life. And this is what I was missing is that every every day I come in here is a challenge, and all I have if I set foot in here, I have an opportunity to to kind of exercise some demons and I can do something that I that I never thought I maybe could have done before whether it's running a thousand meters and then doing 30 handstand push-ups I could have never which I never (laughs) could have thought of being inverted uh in trying Mm -hmm. to do trying to do a push-up um and then rowing after that so as bad as it may look maybe on on the the whiteboard or as you oh I'm too big or I can't do that showing up is 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 the big thing And and that's the one change that that from maybe early in November and even beginning of the year in January, where if the workout looks really, really hard, then those are the ones you really need to show up to. Absolutely. And if, if you, if you cherry pick and you, you ultimately go, Oh, well I'll focus on what I'm good at. And you're just going to get better at what you're good at, which Mm -hmm. you're, you're eventually going to hit that ceiling Mm -hmm. where, where you can really make some big gains are the things you're not good at where I could, I was having a hard time doing jumping pull-ups when I started just, just the motion. Right. And to get to that point, um, just, just the idea that the, the barriers are only there because you place them there. Absolutely. Yeah, I mean, I think, you know, there's a lot of good stuff there, by the way. Um, one thing I'll touch on, as you just mentioned, is the barriers are usually mental. You know, it, it, you know, we look at CrossFit and exercise in general as like, oh, it's this physical thing or, you know, I'm this shape or I'm this way or, you know, this hurts, that hurts. It, it's a you know it's one of those things you know whenever you get yeah you know, maybe you go down on the on a playing field and it's like the first thing they ask is like are you hurt or are you are you, or are you injured you know and I think so many so many times it's almost like look you know you're gonna be sore like you do 150 wall balls you're gonna be sore <laughs> and I know that was one of one of your initial kind of workouts too whenever you like first um, one of the first weeks we did uh, got you in a class I believe we got some some high high level wall balls and you're like oh man i couldn't walk or so on and so forth but like you said kind of one of the big principles of life just any field is that consistency so as you're saying is like hey man just show up just show up um and don't cherry pick because that that honestly drives me crazy whenever people see something they're like i can't do it so that's why i haven't been there and then that that just spurs on that inconsistency of coming. It's just that the next thing is like, well, like you said, well, I'm gonna, you're going to get back in that rhythm. Well, my back hurts today. Mm-hmm. It's again, are you sore or are you injured? These are right. two vastly different and, things. And if you're hurt and if you're sore and you walk in and you tell the coach, hey, I'm just not feeling it today. Can I do ROMWOD? 
you yeah. showed up. And, and, and that's the thing, if you, if you set foot in the door, mm-hmm. you're getting better. Yeah. No yeah. matter what you do. Yeah. And that's the hardest part. And, and for me, that's why I like to do it in the mornings. I like getting, getting work done before everyone, while everyone else is sleeping. Mm-hmm. So, but if you step in and you start to work out and you're like, oh, I can't, you know, I pulled my back and then you go, okay, you know what, just do some pushups. You right. know, those are however many pushups you did or more pushups than the person sitting on the couch. Right. I've had two people this week. One, one person was actually in your, in your class. I'm not sure if you were there. Um, Jenny came in one day and was like, Hey, I got in a car accident. Mm-hmm and you know my back and i was like oh i think it's freaking awesome that you showed up and she's like i'll hit the warm-up and then i'll hit round mod and maybe do a little like you said like some push-ups or something like that and there was an old lady that had an accident with uh at her work got her foot ran over and it was all swallowed up and she's like can i come in and you write me something up absolutely 100 you know 100 and 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 that's a that's a huge and again this isn't just oh this is what we do we're amazing i think that any any Anyone who's looking out for the people that are there should be ready and willing to be making those exceptions, especially for people who are going out of their way, um, you know, while, while injured. I mean, again, you go hurt and injured. And if someone is injured, they can still uh, modify around or just come in and, and do that round wad, stretch, roll out. Mm-hmm. I mean, all this is is in the kind of realm of your fitness, right? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I mean, well, as a you know, educated like trainer, coach, whatever you want to say, if someone is complaining of a shoulder a hip a knee for long periods of time then you have to say go get an mri yeah i'm not a doctor you know i can't (laughs) this is beyond my scope and that's okay like we don't know everything but you know call their bluff almost like yeah my shoulder it's like do you have insurance yes all right well go get it you know go see professional help beyond us yeah yeah absolutely um so and you touch on a little bit uh, but someone who wants to get started and they're a little apprehensive, I think, you know, um, you really hit the nail on the head by saying you just have to show up. And I mm-hmm. tell people that in their intros all the time, because it's, it's one thing to, to schedule a one-on-one with Mark or I, Hey, uh, you're coming in at eight thirty for your third fundamental session. Fantastic. We get through four five and six. All right. You're on your own. Mm-hmm. And you know, we, we try and do a decent job of, of checking in on those people, but, the ultimate reality is is now there's not someone they've scheduled a time mm-hmm. with and it's up to them you have to cut the cord eventually yeah, yeah. just gotta show up like that's i tell people that all the time we'll take care of the rest mm-hmm. you know it will be uncomfortable you will do things you won't like um but you will be better for it right we, we've had the conversation mark and i multiple times about um you know looking at maybe the elite level athletes and elite athletes that are here and it can be a little bit discouraging and if you watch the crossfit games that's that's not the crossfit that we do uh, for the most part i mean every now and then you know something will come up that they may have done uh, like we did a workout today that was one of the original workouts how many people are going to do it anywhere near the time that you know dan bailey did it sure not many if any yeah. so it, it's it's from if i'm talking to someone that's new i'm telling them your entire goal your mindset has to be be better than you were yesterday absolutely and the only way you can do that is by setting foot in the door mm-hmm. and if you do the exact if you do half the workout that maybe is prescribed that's still half the workout more than you would have done if you would have slept in this morning or if mm-hmm. you would have skipped it because it was a little warm outside and i think that's the mindset if you can get that mindset here in the gym well guess what that mindset's going to go outside the gym with you too it's going to go into that into your meal you know what I'm, I'm gonna eat the chicken breast and broccoli instead of ordering that pizza because you know I did that that workout 
and and no and no one's counting no one's you know oh you only did half the workout your workout doesn't count and, and mark and i had a conversation uh, early when I, I i did everything scaled and i was still the last one done and i was disappointed and mark's like you're here you did it mm-hmm. and that's the key and um you said it to me multiple times be better than you were yesterday your whole goal is to get better and just naturally by the progression and by getting better your your times are going to go down your weights are going to go up and next thing you know like oh wow i I wasn't quite as far behind that person or, wow, I beat someone today. And it's not about beating people. It's not about, you know, the times I don't worry about it near as much. But for me, I noticed in my wind or I noticed in my strength or I noticed in my flexibility. Oh, wow, I couldn't do that two weeks ago. Mm-hmm. And that's that's a fast progress, too. <laughs> yeah, uh, I think that's a fantastic uh, place to take a little break. Um, we'll come back. We got a couple more questions for Mike um, and we'll dig a little bit deeper. Be right back. Great. Hey everyone, if you like what you're hearing and you'd like to get started with this, head on over to triumphstrength.net and click on the get your free session now button. Coach will contact you shortly. Find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash triumphstrength as well as Instagram at triumphstrength. Check out our weightlifting meet at Braxton Brewery under kegsandkilos.eventzilla.net. 60 weightlifters, food trucks, and beer. Doesn't get any better than that. Come join us on July 15th for our Crystal and Bobby Memorial Workout. Uh, we're going to run heats at 8, 9, 10, and 11 a.m. It's open to all fitness levels. Uh, should be a great time remembering uh, two really, really great people. So hopefully you can join us there. All right, guys. We are back with Mike Whalen. Um, Mike's been with us uh, since November. Uh, we're kind of talking a little bit about uh, his journey through CrossFit um, into kind of coming through our doors, why he's here, why he's staying, and, and what his mental kind of thought process is. Um, we, you touched on it a little bit, and that's why I, I said I stopped you, because <laughs> I, I wanted to dive a little bit deeper uh, into your, what do you think the, because I, this has been a huge kind of factor in my life, I think, in, in my mental capacity, and how I, I kind of stage myself in a work, it sounds really almost dumb when you're talking about it. Like I'm gonna, how my workout transfers into my daily life, but it's almost like problem solving. Mm-hmm. You know, like I have this task that's laid before me. It's extremely daunting, and it's almost scary. And then you work through it piece by piece, you know, little by little. And then at the end, you feel accomplished. You know, and I think that transfers into, you know. Oh, I got a flat tire on my day. On my, you know, on the way to work today, my my day's ruined. Mm-hmm. Like, no, you have a task in front of you. You're going to change your tire, and you're going to go to work, and everything's going to be fine. Mm-hmm. I think that's almost what you started to speak on in a little bit, and I kind of want to see your thought process on on how you think that that transfers over to your daily life. Absolutely, um, and actually, it's going to open up kind of my a little bit of uh, history for me. So I'll start by saying, like, I, I have a master's in school counseling. Um, and I had a lot of success in my master's. I was the first person in my cohort to get a job. I was the president of our honor society, and I thought I had it all figured out. And I get in my first job, and I absolutely hated it. Mm. Hated being a counselor, and I will never go back into a school system, just wasn't for me. And I wasn't working out at the time. I wasn't mentally strong, and it took me a long time to get over it, And because I felt like failure. I felt that I, I could never figure it out, and, um, I didn't have the mental fortitude to, to pull my pull my pants up, tighten my belt, and work on the next project. And for probably six or eight months, 
um, I really couldn't find myself and I was just, I, I luckily had another job. Um, I stayed at Children's Hospital and they were nice enough to let me stay. But it took me a long time to get that, even just a, a piece of that mental fortitude back. And um, bringing it back around, I've had more success in my personal and professional life since starting CrossFit than I ever dreamed possible. Wow. Um, and it's, it's the mentality, like you said, where there's workouts where I walk in and go, how on earth am I going to finish that? And next thing I know, I'm just chipping away, chipping away. And then, um, then I go to work that day and I'm like, how am I going to complete this project? Next thing I know, chipping away, chipping away. And then I'm in the meeting with my boss's boss's boss. And they're like, Hey, we need your expertise on this. Or, um, just maybe two weeks ago, um, my daughter, uh, she threw an absolute fit over something completely silly in, in the middle of this, uh, in the middle of, of a store. My wife was just, oh my gosh, I'm so embarrassed. I'm just, the sun's gonna come up tomorrow. Right. Mean, yeah. Kids throw a fit. Um, and it's just that mentality where, you know what, if this is the worst thing that happens to me today, um, that'll be fine. So I'm maybe worse in that workout than that thousand meter yeah, run. Right. <laughs> and then the, with the, the thousand meter row, I mean, it's, it's just that mentality where if I can accomplish that while maybe others are sleeping or why it's a hundred degrees in this, in this gym, what else is going to stop me? Yeah, absolutely. Right. Uh, that's, that's exactly what I'm talking. And, and it's funny cause a while ago, Mark gives me books and I'm really bad about, I'm really bad about reading. Let's face it. Uh, but I did have a chance to read, uh, the obstacles away by Ryan holiday. And it really ties into that. Um, and it's, it's really just about like how people break down about the littlest things. Like, you know, it, your, your pen explodes when you're writing and it's like your day is ruined. Mm -hmm. like, no, it's just a very small thing that's in your way. And it's funny you say that it's, it really has changed my complete outlook on, on just problem solving, you know, because if you can push through and hold onto that bar for three, two, one more rep, it's that much easier to push through problems that you thought were basically impossible to mm -hmm. solve uh, in your daily life. And those, and those big things become, you know, quote, smaller things, and they're not as big of a daunting task as they once were. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, and you spoke a little bit uh, on our break about, about failure um, and, and kind of your outlook on, on how social media and mm -hmm. seeing the best, only the right. best, you know, we, we, we get the top 1% of people's lives when right. there is 99% that we don't see. Right. So a lot of the times, and this is just through my experience, I'm not quoting any research. I've, I've, this is just my opinion. And as, as, as we look at social media, and if you, let's say you've got a thousand friends or 500 friends, whatever your number is. And 3,556. 3, <laughs> who's, who's counting? Yeah. What? Who's counting? That's just Facebook. But um, so <laughs> at, no matter what, chances are just by the law of averages, at least one person on your news feed is going to be on vacation, mm -hmm. which is going to make you go, oh, I should be going on vacation too. Mm. Well, I've got, you know, I got some bills to pay, got some medical bills, and it's just not in the cards for you. Well, then the next week, oh, so-and-so bought a car. You know, or so-and-so is pregnant, mm -hmm. or, oh, they're having a cookout? Look at that spread. So you're always seeing the events in life that everyone wants you to see. Oh, yeah. And chances are, no matter what, no matter what time of the year, you're always going to find at least one person who's doing something that you may want to do, but it's always going to be a different person. Right. You're, you're, almost, you're almost culminating everything into this one imaginary person. Right. You know? 
so then if you're, ch if you're, you know, if you're chasing that, like, oh, I have to go on vacation so I can post pictures or I have to cook this amazing meal. I mean, I mean get an eggs last night for dinner and it, it wasn't pretty, but it got the job done. Amazing. Yes. <laughs> so, but, but then my buddy posted, he made, you know, a spaghetti squash with some kind of minced vegetables. And I'm like, I don't have time for that. I got, I got a three year old. She likes ghetto. That's what we're eating. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So real and, life happens. Yeah. And, and I think that's the thing is we all, we see what people want us to see. Now, now certainly there are people that put things on Facebook or on, on social media that they're, they're looking for help or they're looking for more. But a lot of the times you're seeing the successes and not the work that went into those successes, whether oh, yeah. it's the saving, the, the, the eating cheaply to go on vacation or things like that. And as it relates to failure, like for me, for a lot of, I mean, it's so easy to get that negative mindset when it comes to failure. I failed, I can't do that, therefore I'm not good enough. But for me, I had to learn that I wasn't meant to be a school counselor. Mm -hmm, but right. the skills that I built and accumulated while earning my degree towards a school counselor led me to the point where I can sit here and have this conversation in a podcast, speak clearly, read body language. You know, Mark, Mark's eyes have been very attentive the whole time. I noticed those things. Um, you know, staring at you. Well, and, and, <laughs> and, and Jared, you, you've done um, a really good job, like keeping track of the time and thinking about the questions and you're, you're thinking ahead. And I noticed those kinds of body language mm -hmm. and, that's the, and that's the stuff that in meetings and in conversations that, that, I, that I can read and I can understand has led me to end up getting a new position at a company that I never would have imagined be possible three, three and a half years ago when I failed as a counselor. Yeah. Yeah. You have to take those failures and turn them into something else. I mean, I think you look at everybody's back, Mark's background mm. in finance. I have a background in, um, well, nothing, but <laughs> all the back, things you matter, Jared, you're pretty. <laughs> I have a background in, uh, in a little bit of graphic design, some photography. And, and the, the funny thing is, is we look at where we are now and how, you know, we have these roles in our positions at triumph mm -hmm. and, how we couldn't do that had we not quote failed in these other things you know it's like mark was in a position where he was unhappy i was not happy where i was at and you know we're turning them into something so, sometimes sorry I no, you're you sometimes you don't know what you don't want to do until you do it absolutely you know and that was my story and and uh you know going to college for maybe reasons i might might not be the only person out there but for reasons the the world you know wants you to and uh, Facebook says you should go to college. Yeah, exactly. And have student loan debt. But so two, two big things there. Um, failure is absolutely paramount in life. That's where you forge almost greatness to a certain extent. Like think of, you know, think of a lot of the, you know, I'm, I'm a sports guy. So like think of Tom Brady, you know, with the draft and, you know, here's, here's the guy that's going to go down. It's probably one of the best. Hurts me to say it. One of the best <laughs> quarterbacks ever, if not the best. And you can correlate that to your life. Like Michael Jordan, you know, cut from his high school team. Like, first of all, what was that coach thinking? But that's a whole different story. But you can correlate people failing and then having 10 times the success, 100 times the success. So, you know, one of the big guys I follow, entrepreneur Gary Vaynerchuk, Gary Vee, um, I mean, he hustles nonstop and he talks about failing. He's like, I fail every day. He's like, I look forward to failing because I know mm -hmm. growth is going to come out of that. And I think that's one of the things in CrossFit for me personally, like, oh man, like I am humbled every single day. I do a workout almost. It's like so humbling. If I could just come in and be Rich Froning, so on and so forth, and then speak of that, you know, Rich Froning should have won the CrossFit games five times in a row, but he failed. He, he couldn't, he failed. 
he couldn't climb a rope. He was winning the whole thing the whole time through the last workout, couldn't climb a rope. Guess what? He won it the next four years convincingly because I guarantee it was from that failure. Who knows? If he would have climbed the rope the first year, I don't know. He'd be complacent and just yeah, said, well, exactly. I've done that now. You know? Exactly. And if you find someone who is successful, and, and success is, is it can be anything you want it to be. Um, it can be someone who's a star athlete making tons of money, could be a model. Um, you, know, you, you can measure success any way you want to. Anyone who would look themselves in the mirror and say that I have some level of success have at one point also looked himself in the mirror and said, I'm not gonna let this get me down. Mm. I'm going to fight. I'm not gonna let this define me. Absolutely. And you've gotta find some mantra, something that gets you out of bed in the morning that ultimately helps you through those times. Cause like you said, every day we're gonna fail. And very rarely do you hear people go, oh, I've always been successful, so I just kept being successful. A lot of times it's, oh, uh, you know, I, I got fired from this job and finally said, you know what, I'm going to start taking this seriously and, I, and I'm going to grind and I'm going to hustle. And next thing you know, they're running the company that they were fired from. Yeah. Mm. Or if, and, and for a perfect example, in the, in the gym is, let's say, rope climb. And if you've just failed and failed on rope climbs, you can just keep failing and not getting better at it. But if you really want rope climbs, you're going to be here on Sundays on open gym mm. working on your, on your, in your footing and you're working on your grip. And if you continue to work and you don't let that define you and you make it a, a point to get better at, eventually you will get it just by just by the law of um, consistency. Talk to your coaches, by the way, if you yes. need if you need help with something, that's why we, we are here. Um, that's a big overlooked thing. We, we're here to help. Um, and one one thing that I like, too, is you see it a lot with uh, catastrophic injuries to um, players, uh, you know, professional sports and things like that, you see that, uh, especially young, young players, you know, I don't want to just call them hot shots, but people who are, you know, the, you almost feel invincible and then something bad happens and that humility starts to set in. And what you see a lot of times is, you know, they, they, they use it as a, a teachable moment, you know, whether it's in their life or, you know, another player's life, you know, where they're actually almost, they become the veteran at that point and they mm -hmm. can actually go on and tell, hey, rookies i did this wrong mm -hmm. <laughs> learn from my mistakes and you won't have the same mistakes and it, it all it almost pushes them um not only themselves as a as a person but pushes the the kind of acceleration of their sport because they're preventing those kinds of, of, of injuries and things like that even even in our training um i'm coaching a uh, doing some strength conditioning for a hockey team and you know one of the kids is is uh never wants to tie his shoes and for someone who has blown his ankles out in the double digits, uh, I'm like, hey, tie your shoes. Tie your shoes. You know, I like, and I'm gonna be that the old man withers here, but like, I've done it. I've been in your position. Oh, I don't need to do that. Well, you roll your ankle five, seven, 12, 15 times, and to the point where you know you've no you've no stability left, then you're gonna learn from it. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm just trying to save you some heartache down the road. Absolutely. Um, so you talked about getting a new job. What uh, what it's a, it's it's pretty exciting. We yeah, it a is. Bit about uh, about it in class. Yeah, so um, I'm gonna be a performance improvement consultant, which um, basically sounds fancy. Yeah, it is. Um, basically, um, when I I had the interview and speaking with uh, what would now be my boss, they're looking for someone to just look at all the processes and procedures, look at teams, look at performance, and find areas of improvement. And um, that's kind of my goal in life is to make those around me better. That, that's, I wake up every morning and how can I make everyone's life around me better? And I get to do that and get paid for it now. Um, awesome. So, and I was doing a little bit of that at my old position at Humana. And, um, but again, like I said, 
I've seen so much success this year at, at Humana and then ultimately getting this job because of CrossFit, because my mindset changed. Like there's no challenge I can't, I can't take on. There's no project that's too big. And when I, when I put my notice in the Humana, they're like, no, 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 we're going to promote you. We're going to do this. No, we, we, we identify you as someone we need. And they, they just couldn't make it work. And I think this job I'm getting is ultimately going to be the best opportunity for me and my family. But just to give an idea of how much CrossFit from a physical standpoint has changed me, the suit that I wore to my interview couldn't fit in mm, Wow! last year. Wow. And, I, and, I, and when I got the call for the interview and my wife was like, what are you going to wear? And I was like, she's like, will that suit fit? And I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> and sure enough, it fit. That's crazy. So, and just that mental, just, the, and, and then that turned into a mental, you know, confidence when I went in an interview and they're asking me, so tell me about some challenges you've had. And I'm like, well, you know what? I challenge myself every day. I, I look for challenge. Mm. So any, any challenge you give me within this particular role, um, I've likely already had a challenge that morning before I've gotten to work and, and already overcome it. And I think that was a, a kind of a, that, that mentality, I think maybe pushed me over the edge for this role that I got. I know that's you awesome. can't see this right now, but I'm smiling. <laughs> uh, that, that's, that's, pretty, I mean, that's pretty amazing that's, to that's, hear. That's fantastic. You know, one of the big things I think, you know, CrossFit has done, not, you know, for me personally, is just self-awareness, right? So what, what you're talking about, like, hey, man, you realize things through the process of CrossFit. Mm -hmm. You know, whether it's <clears throat> for, excuse me, for me, it was, wow, Mark, you got really tight shoulders. You know, so here, here's some restrictions that you should probably place on yourself as opposed to, when I started when I was in my twenties and thought I was invincible, you know, or, or it's, and that, and that correlates with everyday life to where it's like now, now it's like, Hey man, you know what? You do need to read more or you do need to pay more attention to your nutrition, mm -hmm. you know? Um, and, and for you, it was like, Hey, I, I want a new role, um, in, in life. And this is what I actually like to do. You know, it, it molds your vision, you know, and that's such an important factor. Um, what is, what is ultimately the vision for your life? physically, mentally, professionally, you know, all these different factors that, that ultimately lead to a better life. Absolutely. 100%. Uh, tell us a little bit about your, uh, your family. I know you said you have a three-year-old. I do. Um, I've been married. Uh, it'll be five years next May. I have a three-year-old little girl. Um, and, uh, and, just, and I joke about this all the time, but my wife is six foot tall. As soon as she said, I do, she was the tallest person in my family. Wow. So, I mean, it, was, it wasn't like selective reading purposes, but I mean, you know, I had it in the back of my mind. Oh, wow. So my, my, my daughter is the 96th percentile for height, 99th percentile for weight. Wow. And so she's, she's a big, she's tall. I have a five-year-old little brother. And she's taller than him and outweighs him by 10 pounds. Wow. So, um, Did you say you have a five-year-old little yeah. brother? My dad is 55 with a five-year-old. Interesting. I'm the old, I'm the oldest of five, so my dad. Uh, I thought mine was impressive. My brother's 18. Yeah, you know my dad. My dad um, had another kid when he was um, 50. My stepmom is 36. All right. My wife is 33. Hmm. So a quick, quick, funny story. So we're we're at the wedding, my dad's wedding, and uh, my dad's been with Perkins for for flipping, selling pancakes for for years, long as hmm. as long as I've been alive and um, get up there and obviously the age difference of my dad and my stepmom. I was like, ladies and gentlemen, marriage is about commitment. It's about dedication. It's about passion. It's like, dad, how long have you been at Perkins? He's like, well, 28 years, ladies and gentlemen, to be at your place of employment since your wife was in diapers, <laughs> that's dedication, that's commitment. Oh and that's the age gap. I mean, there's just, just wow. such a huge age gap. And it's funny, I met my 
stepmom before my dad did. What she, was uh, what was her reaction when you said um, that? The, and the, and the podcast can't see it, but she gave me the the wife or mother death stare. <laughs> oh, the, the one that you only get when you're really in trouble. But oh, it was I mean, it was. I it thought was, she might have laughed or something, but no, she didn't think yeah, it was she, very she funny. Didn't, she didn't like it. But I mean, we, we joke about it now. But um, but yeah, so I, I've, I have a unique family dynamic. Um, so my dad's actually been married four times, mm. and. My mom and my first stepmom—they all come to family events. It's a—it's mm. it's a unique dynamic. That's but, nice. um, but yeah, so raising a three-year-old makes it difficult. There's morning, there's nights where she doesn't sleep well, and there's days I have to drag in here, sure. and I'm not 100. Yeah. percent um, Well, I think that's a—that's a huge thing too, because and by no means I, I don't have children. Mark doesn't have children. I've—I've—I have fur babies. We have enough dogs lying around, but they're. They're a little bit easier. You can leave them alone for a while yep. and not have to. They sleep at night. You don't get the cops <laughs> called on you if you just leave them alone for eight hours yeah. at a time. Food in the bowl and they eat it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but but we have a lot of people in, and I, again, I don't want to say this excuse because I don't know that experience, but a lot of people that, well, I can't be there because my kids, you know, it's, it's about prioritizing, I mm-hmm. think, you know, I think we can, we can use that for, for anything. Well, I have this meeting, I have that meeting. Uh, I can't do this because, you know, I have to be here at this time. It's about prioritizing, like you said. Like, if I got to be here at five thirty in the morning, I'm going to be here at five thirty in the morning mm-hmm. because it's priority for me to mm-hmm. do this. And if and if there's a day where something comes up and it's your choice, I mean, if if you if you can find fifteen minutes, you can do some air squats, you can do some push ups, do some burpees. Fifteen minute trainers. Fifteen right. minute trainers. There's like thir- we have a pretty vast collection at this point. I looked the other day. Or just text your trainer. Right. So and, and they're they're sitting there waiting for the text message. Yeah, we don't and do anything we'll, we'll, all day. We'll pass you out fifteen minutes of pain. Right. And, and 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 that's the thing. Or you know, there's there's variations of of stretching or wamwads you can find on YouTube. Just take if, if it's a rest day, take your rest day. Mm-hmm, I mean, that's sure. that's totally fine as well. But if something happens where like um, yesterday, I was going to come at six thirty, woke up. Um, my uh, my wife. Uh, didn't, she had to take an Uber home, so her car was somewhere else, which was the right decision, totally fine, but I had to take my daughter to camp. Mm-hmm. So I, did, I wasn't able to come at 6.30. And do I like coming in the afternoon when it's 100 degrees in the gym? Not necessarily. But I sweated more yesterday mm-hmm. than I have in, in months. Mm-hmm. We all and, did. And I, got a, yes. and I got a good workout. Yeah, we will today too. Yeah, so was, I, you know, was, was it my best workout? Probably not. But it was better than the workout I would have gotten than if I would have just went home and made the excuse. Yeah, you know, one of the one of the best analogies I've ever heard about that, um, John Wellborn. Whenever many years ago, whenever we were, I don't even think it's a thing anymore. CrossFit football certification. Call it something else. Sports I, performance. I don't know. It's not CrossFit. Anyway, he's, he was an NFL veteran of 11 years, played in NFC Championship game like five times with Donovan McNabb and the Eagles, and won Super Bowl. And uh, anyway, so he's, he talks about, you know, those gym days where you're just, eh, you know, I'm just not feeling it today. He said, you know, if the objective of each day is to move, you know, dirt from one pile to the next, some days you use a shovel, some days you use a, sm- a spoon, but it's still moving, mm-hmm. you know, and instead of just staring at it or in, in the gym scenario and just not showing up, if you show up and just do anything, mm-hmm. it's going to be better than not showing up. You know, ultimately, again, just having that self-awareness that if you are hurt or potentially injured, then it's modifying the crap out of a workout. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And, and, and you, you made a good point there. And, and that's John's mantra, you know, right. moving dirt, whether it's a shovel or with a spoon. Everyone's you, you have to have something that when the going gets tough, the tough get going, whatever that is. For me, um, really great book, um, Angela Duckworth on grit. Mm. And she talks about how grit is measurable to a point and how that talent counts. But effort counts twice, yeah. and that's that's how I live my life. Like I, for, I'm, from a talent perspective, I'm probably average to slightly below average, 
but from an effort perspective, I'm going to give more effort. I'm going to be more consistent. Yeah. And I was never, I was never the best athlete when I was younger. I'm not the best athlete here, but I'm going to put the, the effort in and on days I don't want to come in, I'm going to come in and I'm going to, if there's a workout, I'm going to, I'm going to try and I'm going to do my best. Whereas maybe others are like, ah, I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to skip that. Right. And maybe not necessarily here, but just life in general. And if you truly believe that effort counts twice, then you're going to put a little more effort in. Hundred percent, hundred percent. I think that's a that's a fantastic segue into our uh, kind of closing question here, which is, uh, what is your definition of fitness? Um, my definition of fitness, I guess, is just um, being better mentally, physically, and emotionally than you were yesterday. And not as a whole. Some may be up other days of, of those three factors, but if you're you you kind of have to work on all three to have good fitness. So when you when you look at those three factors, and some days you may focus more on physical, other days you may need to take a mental day, where you may come in and go, you know what, I don't have it today, um, and you go, you know, I'm just gonna I'm gonna go over here, I'm gonna do a stretch, I'm gonna do Ramwad, and then emotional. Sometimes you got to do something fun, and we've had workouts or like the 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 warm ups that are more fun than others, whether it's tic tac toe or the, the volleyball or whatever. Um, but for me, it's just looking at those three levels and knowing when you need to deposit into those banks whether it's rest or whether it's a tough workout, whether it's a mental health day where you just, you know, drink a beer and sit on the back porch or emotional where you need to go do something fun or sometimes you need, I mean, you got to get a good cry out every oh, now man. and then. I love so a good cry. You've got to, you've got to know when deposit and when you can withdraw from that bank. Some days you're going to have to push yourself harder physically or push yourself harder mentally, or you're going to have to, I mean, as we all age, we're going to have friends or family that end up passing. We're going to have bad things that are going to happen. You're going to have to pull from that emotional bank and you have to rely on your physical and mental strengths because your emotions are going to be, I look at them separately. I don't know if others do, but you have to pull from those banks and whether you're always depositing that, that is ultimately going to add up into your overall fitness. I love that real quick. Would you agree that everything you just said there, you could not do on your own? Like you need to surround yourself with people for me. Absolutely. Um, I am extremely extroverted. I draw my energy from those around me. Um, I would find it very difficult to do it on your own because ultimately you have to have a measure. And if you're always measuring against yourself, then ultimately you're just, you're going to, you're going to hit a ceiling or you're going to hit a floor. And if you're, we're sometimes constructive criticism and sometimes the seeing others that are better in other forms or hearing how other people do things and just having, having a friend or having a partner to bounce ideas off of makes, makes the world a difference. And I think as, as humans, as we're, we're, we're innately built to have communication and have those relationships. Absolutely. And if you can have those, then ultimately you're gonna be more successful, whether it's fitness, career, life, whatever. Yes, fantastic. Well, thank you so much, Mike, for being on. Thank you. Uh, check us out next week, and uh, thank you for listening to Everyday Athlete. Join us as we dive deep into the lives of people who make us great. Thank you. Everybody have a good one.